welcome to the Whispers of the Soul podcast, hosted by Sally Ann Marler and Sibby Spencer. Every week we dive into spiritually rich topics to create conscious conversations to help you, the listener, deepen into your own soul wisdom and practice. The space we create through our discussions invites you into your own inner world whilst we explore ours and our guest speakers. We come together to share stories, creativity, wisdom, insights and laughter. If you feel it's time to become more curious about your own uniquely creative, expressive self that makes you, well, you, then you are in good company. Well, hello, everybody. Um, Welcome to Whispers of the Soul. This is episode 14, and I'm with the lovely uh, Sammy Blindle as our guest speaker. Uh, Today's topic is building a business with soul. Um, which I think is something really juicy that we can really dive into and get into with the wonderful Sammy. So I'd like to just do a quick intro about Sammy. Um, So Sammy is the founder of One Drop Movement. Um, She realized that too many entrepreneurs were burning out like she did before by doing branding rather than being the brand. She supports entrepreneurs and business owners to get clear, consistent and confident with the ripple of impact they want to make, which I really love that wording there. Um, Sammy is a multi-award winning international speaker, nine times best-selling author and CEO of How to Build a Brand and, of course, the founder of the One Drop Movement. So welcome, Sammy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> what a welcome. I'm so excited to be here. I love the name of your show. It speaks to my heart. Oh, yeah. Whispers of the Soul. It, yeah. yeah. That was a bit of a co-creation between myself, Sibby, and the universe, probably. Um, and on that note, I should just mention we don't have the wonderful, lovely Sibby with us. Um, so myself and Sammy are, are doing this together. Um, so... Sending lots of love to Sibby. Hope you feel better soon. Um, Sammy, I mean, there's so much that we could talk about, but obviously we need to condense it a little bit for the show. But I really wanted to start maybe talking about what what you mentioned about the ripple effect, you know, being an impact and how business owners can focus on that part. Because when I read that and listened to your wonderful podcast show, The Ripple Makers, it really resonated with me about finding that one thing that then has an impact and, you know, and goes on and, and, and impacts on a wider scale. So yeah. how did that come about? What was, <laughs> gosh. yeah. Gosh, well, uh, One Drop Movement was trying to get through since 2002. So it was really uh, pressing. And in fact, the podcast episode that you listened to was all about following your gut and stop yes. ignoring your intuition, which is really interesting. We were talking about that before we came on. And uh, and that's exactly what I did. I ignored my gut instinct. So back in 2002, when I started my very first business, I've now built nine companies. Um, and so that very first business, when I knew nothing about business, mm. I thought, oh, sugar, I better get myself some training on this. I don't know what to do. And at that time, we had uh, um, 
a brilliant organization in the UK called Business Link. So I took myself off on a Business Link course mm-hmm. and it was the only one that I ever did. I went into the room and uh, there were maybe 30 to 40 people in the room all like me, just starting in business, all just learning the the ropes and getting started. I think this was about tax or accounting or something. And so we're all there to learn. And just as the speaker came up on the stage, he put a slide up on the screen, which said, individually, we are one drop. Together, we are the ocean. Wow. And I looked at the slide and I thought, individually, we're one drop. Together, we're the ocean individually we're one drop so am i a one drop is she a one drop is he a one drop are they a one drop is he on stage a one drop okay so if if they are and together we're the ocean then does that mean then that together we achieve what it is that we want to achieve so the ocean okay is made up of drops and so each of us are responsible for the drop that we make and i was lost then i was i was off on a track <laughs> hear a damn thing the work the guy said I mean he must have thought I was his best student thank goodness he didn't ask me to say hey you're writing loads of stuff <laughs> you know Sammy um, I love that place you went to I mean you must have just been having one of those moments where things oh, I totally did landing and totally I totally yeah. totally did and I wrote pages and pages nothing to do with business or tax accounting or anything <laughs> like that but I would say that that quote was my best lesson in business. Wow. Because I walked out from that session and thought, clearly, I'm not meant to build this on my own. Clearly, the way to achieve a great ripple of impact is to involve as many people as possible as quickly as possible and build your dream with a team. And so I built my first five companies that way very much uh, built all of my companies like we were a big family and um, most of my team were involved in all of the businesses and um, and so we got to the point where it was hilarious by um so that was back in 2002 by 2005 I met who would become my future business partner right Um, we ended up bringing both of our businesses together to bring uh, to to build one business together and we launched that in 2007 and I remember by 2009 because we were just working from a little apartment that we rented in Leeds and by 2009 we'd hired this massive six bedroom property um by Round Hay Park and we had um nine staff that were coming and working from all, we turned all the different rooms into <gasps> offices wow. and um, we realized that the time had come to to move on when we had the police knocking on our door saying uh, you've had complaints from the neighbors there's too many cars outside because we had clients that were turning up and there were people oh. coming and going constantly from this house and uh, and we said oh we've got to do something so we then invested in an old windmill and we had this the 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 building next to the windmill there was an old lady that lived in the actual windmill but the rest of the building was available and so we uh, got the architects in and we developed that space and that became our home for the design agency and so we ended up building the next uh, five businesses from that building and we grew and grew and that was a phenomenal time but what I didn't realize until I realized and it was one of those moments where 
um you you start to burn out and you start to get the health warnings and you start to get the mm-hmm. triggers but you ignore them because you're busy and you think oh, yes. I haven't got time you know I've got a headache oh I'll just take a paracetamol and you know like you start covering the symptoms to get through and yeah. to get by and I was very much ignoring my soul and that calling back in 2002 I was obviously going away from it and my body was letting me know and my heart definitely was because I had four major episodes mm. which we thought were heart attacks but turned out right. to be major panic attacks but they had all the symptoms of a heart attack so four times in less than four months I was rushed into hospital to <laughs> work out what was going on and I'd walk away without any symptoms whatsoever and the the doctors couldn't work it out and they had all of my notes and the last time that I was in there he just said to me, Miss Blindell, you've got to change what you're doing. I cannot guarantee that what you're doing to your body is going to be reversible. You must change what you're doing next time you might not be so lucky. And I must have looked at my watch and, and I, I was conscious of it because I actually had a pitch right. about four hours after. Uh, so I'm sitting in the hospital thinking, shit, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> I've got got this massive pitch to do. And um, And as the doctor got to the the doorway he turned back and there was something something must have shifted him and I don't know I never knew him I don't know whether he was a spiritual person or what but he must have followed his intuition because he turned around at the door he came back he put his arm on my shoulder mm-hmm. and he said you know and he, he just paused and they, you know when you're hanging on the end of their pause you think what are they yeah. gonna say yeah he said you're free to make your own choices, but you're not free of the consequences of those choices. Mm. You have to change what you're doing. Wow. And he said so gently and so authoritatively, uh, he walked out and I just sat there and I thought, what am I doing? Mm. And that was a turning point. That was a shift. So that was um, that was the fourth time I'd been in hospital. So that must have been about the beginning of June 2013 okay and and so there I am so I'm sitting there thinking about that I'm thinking why am I going into this pitch anyway and so I start the reverse like or the undoing of all of the have to's got to's must do should do's Mm -hmm. that started to undo itself and one of my clients she was um uh like a, a color consultant you know when they they yes in your colors and they your wardrobe and take your shopping and do it all over again and um and I remember I had this session with uh, Nikki Valentine is her name and um and I remember her saying to me um oh Sammy I saw on your vision board because I I had a vision board up in my office where where when she came to work with me she said I saw on your vision board that you want to go and see um Tony Robbins I said yeah I've always wanted to see Tony Robbins she said well you know he's in London this weekend don't you and I was like no she said well you should go and um and so I immediately looked up the tickets got myself a ticket front row went and saw Tony Robbins at that event, because it was a multi-speaker event, there was another yes. guy on stage. I felt drawn to work with him, so I invested in him. And the stupid thing was, like, we had all these millions coming in, but I had no time to spend on anything mm. um, and all this money, but no nowhere to spend it. And so all yeah. of a sudden, I started to spend it in personal development, and I started to start investing in myself away yes. from the business. Yes. 
And and although I felt a little bit guilty at first, it felt good to be doing that. And I was getting away from the business and I had these dates with these incredible thought leaders who yeah. I, I could feel myself growing massively. And it was a, the next uh, event of one of the people that I'd invested in. And they did what is known as the Dickens process, where okay. you you take somebody five years into the future and without going into the whole thing it's like yeah. if nothing changed if you did nothing else what would your life be like in five years from now and I'm a very visual person and so and the mood was down the lighting mm -hmm. was down they had the yeah. thought, thoughtful music playing and and so my emotions are really high at this point and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking well god I mean I'll probably end up in hospital again I'll I don't know who knows I might end up you know just incapacitated what if, what if I can't look after myself in five years if I keep going the way I am well I'm in that thought track and then he says 10 years from now and now I'm taken to barely surviving having to be looked after by somebody else can't I'm not independent anymore haven't got my freedom I'm ill I'm broke I'm broken all this stuff that I've worked for means nothing yeah and so I'm on that track and then God. he says 20 years from now Ooh. and as, when he says 20 years from now the man standing next to me collapsed on the floor in a flood of tears and there was another man standing on the right hand side of me so he burst into tears and he was in his late 70s I would say and he's probably thinking I'm not going to be here anymore what does right. my life stand for I mean I'm mind reading but as soon as he did that well that was it I, all I could see were the coffins go past me of all of the people gosh all the people that I care about whose lives that I was missing out on because I was so busy working all the time and I was so busy aiming to be successful why was I why was I so addicted to being successful mm. why was that so important to me why was that more important to me than the lives I was missing because I was focused on success and I realized the only flipping reason I was doing it was to make my mum and dad proud of me and I'd done that right. I'd achieved that a long time before they were always telling me they were proud of me but it just never seemed enough and I thought wow I'm doing all this just for that and well, that all landed in that um, moment that yeah was and that was that was um only maybe a couple of weeks after I'd had the doctor say that to me so I was already coming right. undone okay then that happened. I go to this event and this happens. And so it's all just stacking up. And then on the 25th of June of that year, my grandma passed away. And my grandma was my foundation for mm. everything. And it's her birthday today. As we I know. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday grandma. to your grandma. <laughs> um, oh. Which is so poignant that it's we absolutely um, yeah. we're doing this yeah. today. We've got but, to mention uh, her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, she passed away and that was it. That was it. That was the turning point for me. You know, what is the point of having these multi-million pound companies? We're turning over lots of money and I'm still striving for success. Like what does success mm. actually mean anymore? I've spent all these years creating this and you yeah. know what? Sod it. I'm going to walk away from it all. They can have it all. Yeah. And I literally walked into the office and I said, I'm done. 
And my business partner said, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. You can't do that. I've been thinking about doing that. You can't do that as well. I went, well, it looks like we're both going then, doesn't it? And so we we just sat down and had a conversation about what we were going to do with this business and all of our clients because we loved our clients. Our clients always came and spent New Year's. We had New Year's Eve parties, summer barbecues, you know, mm-hmm. like they were part of our family. Yes. As I said, individually, we're one drop together. We're the ocean. We have that same philosophy with our clients as well. Yeah. And um, And so that was the thing that was causing me the most distress was leaving them you know in the doodah and so um so we pulled our creative director in who was also managing the operations for the company at the time and said to him we're we're cooked we're both done like we didn't realize both of us felt the way that we do um we're closing the business and he went you can't close the business this is my life and I went well what what can we do what are the options he went, I'll buy it from you he went, it's just been valued at 7.8 million. There's no way you can afford to to do that. And he went, can I leave? Can I, can, let me have the day off. I'm going to go. I'm going to work it out. And he walked out and my business partner said, oh, there's no way we might as well close it down. I said, well, if we're going to close it down and this is his life, let's give him a legacy. Let's give it to him. Mm. And anyway, he came back the next morning, head in his hands, because he obviously couldn't raise the the capital to be able to invest in it. And we just said, we're giving it to you. So all we needed was, Gosh. A, a financial exchange so he gave us a pound <laughs> and we <laughs> divided it so we had 50 pence each and walked away with nothing Sammy, how extraordinary so for you to do I mean that just if that doesn't talk about the sole aspect of business I don't know what is not to say that you know it should be that way with money but obviously you can't it's a demonstration is it you can't separate the heart from the business because it, you kind of form these bonds and these links which is phenomenal and it's important to me you know it's with everything that I do my core values are you know don't do it for the visibility do it because it's the right thing don't do yeah. it because you're going to make money from it do it because it's the right thing right so thing. for me everything comes down to does this feel like the right thing to do yeah and um, and so I suppose I was following my intuition at that time. I was starting to having ignored it for so long. Mm. Um, well, that that was that was a, a whole stepping stone to a new journey. I had no idea what we would do. Uh, I packed my border collie into the car. She passed away oh. a few months ago and um, she, we, we just got into the car. And my mum and dad have lived in France since the year 2000. Right. So, we we went over to France and uh, by that point it was just a healing process and I had to and and you know it was it's really interesting there's a couple of points that I haven't mentioned which were also the trigger for me walking away at my grandma's funeral we were all at her house and my granddad had passed away so there was only her there so it was you know th- this was it now this was the last time we were ever all going to be in this property together together yeah and she's a big family person so we were always there I've got a big family and you know lots of cousins and so we were always around her house and um and so this was going to be the last time and I remember everybody was talking about you know oh grandma and what she did and and I said yeah I remember grandma on my first day of school and my mum said that wasn't grandma that was me and I said it was grandma took me to my first day of school she said no it wasn't I took you to your first day of school said, really okay and then we were talking and then something else came up and um I said yeah I remember grandma um teaching me to swim taking me for swimming lessons my mum said that wasn't grandma that was me 
Gosh. And I wa- I walked away from that funeral. Gosh, I'm getting choked up now thinking, I don't even know my mum. Like, how is it that I've replaced my mum with my grandma? Oh. Or does she is she thinking that she did it? And she's, you know, felt guilty because she was always working and she was never there for me. So has she made that up in her mind or am I making it up? Mm. Either way, one of us is and <laughs> this isn't good. And that was why I left and went to France because I felt like I didn't know my parents and I hadn't seen yeah. them properly for so many years because I'd been building the business. I yes. didn't have time to take a holiday. I didn't have time for, you know, my phone was always ringing off the hook. I, I look at that life now compared mm-hmm. to the life I have now in this moment and I just can't even imagine that person, that woman <laughs> and all the things I- she it, it sounds wow. crazy, but, you know, for people listening, I think that a lot of people will be able to um, associate with what you're saying, what you've been explaining, um, particularly when it comes to the, those sort of early warnings that can come through the body or just that sense of, of something not right. And, um, you know, it feels like there was a bit of almost divine intervention or, you know, when they say the universe kind of knocks you off one path because they know where that's leading it it really feels like it was one of those moments and when you were talking about being caught up in the business and I love I just love that analogy that you have of the one drop in the ocean but it's I was thinking to myself it sounded like the momentum of the business got so big it was like you the one drop was trying to control the ocean and it was just ridiculous it's just so much it was a train that had left the station a long time ago and I had no control over it um and yeah and I would say that you know I mean that's very accurate what you've said there is everything had grown so big big I didn't know what my ripple was anymore because when you get to a company of a certain size Mm. A, you can't talk to anybody anymore because the people that you start, that you're all in it together and you're all in it for the team, Mm. um, it still can be like that. But as you, you know, even I couldn't even talk to my business partner because he had his own things on his side of the business that he was working on. I didn't want to trouble him with that. And so it becomes very, very lonely. The you know the bigger your business gets, the more lonely it becomes, or can do. Only because I made it that way, I didn't know there was another way. I do now, mm. but I didn't know there was another way. I didn't have a model of what that looked like back then. Yeah. So all I knew was work hard, <laughs> and that, that was it. That's what people, you know, this is what we're trying to undo, isn't it, in the mindset of today, because it's always been about the push and the hustle and the strive yeah. and the, you know, the carry on, you know, the British stiff upper lip. It's yeah. all, that's really, and I feel like that is starting to fall away. It's starting to, you know, people are yeah. starting to understand more about co creating and working in a more harmonious or soul led way, as we're talking about yeah, totally. today, which is more about. Um, being in flow and the the sense of it being effortless or there's a sense of ease yeah well yeah that's the thing is because you don't feel like you're burning out when you're in flow but you do feel like you're burning out or you worry about burnout or you go into fear about oh I don't want to burn out again which is what happened to me so I when I walked away from everything I then had this rejection and almost disgust at the thought of being busy and the thought of Mm. money and the thought of you know just 
striving and driving and hustle that word hustle whenever someone says it now that has like a like I feel that in my soul I'm the same I'm the same before like that was yes hustle you got to hustle you know and and so you know that very masculine way of doing it and I didn't know another way and it was almost like and I have had a lot of people say this to me since it was almost like the day my grandma died she handed a baton over to me and said Mm -hmm. It's your turn to heal now. Mm. And, um, and not from the point of view of me healing myself, but me be- becoming a healer of others. Yeah, And I couldn't grasp that because my grandma was a very hands-on healer. And from my very first memories as a, a baby and a toddler are people coming. There was always people coming and going out of my grandma's house. People yeah. traveled for a lot of hours to come and have healing from my grandma and Mm. she had this I remember having this little tin on the side she never took money for it but she always had some kind of charity tin and she said you know just pay what you think it's worth and they'd put you know you'd see all these notes going into it it. (laughs) people would turn up and they'd say have you got our tin and she'd just hand it out you know and I just this huge spirit of generosity Mm. of my grandma and so that for me is a really important thing and And so I thought, gosh, you know, I've lost my spirit of generosity because I'd become so focused on this freaking juggernaut that had had grown where it was now, you know, all about making sure we had enough business. We've got enough clients, always bringing that new client in and, you know, investing thousands and thousands in coaches to come in and teach us how to sell better and sell harder and sell stronger and, you know, overachieving our targets and everything had become about that. And it wasn't about the soul anymore. And I think that's why my, my heart, I do think it was my heart people that the the only thing that they could explain was that it must be a panic attack, but I've never had that confirmed. Um, And so I just explain it as it felt very much like a heart attack, but we think it was panic attacks, but I really think it was my heart letting me know you're going in the wrong direction, Sammy. You're going too far away now. Yeah. Um, and if you don't stop, we're going to stop you. Yeah. And the only way to stop you is to stop the only vehicle that you have that you can move about in for yourself that you yeah. are in control of, which is your your body. Yeah. And, and so it had to stop me some way. And so that was really the beginning of that soul journey and a good lesson for me in, okay, well, if that's the map of the world of building a business from a hustle and a strive and drive and a push and shove energy, what could I build if I took my grandma's spirit of generosity and my one drop philosophy and I just focused on what my ripple of impact is. And I got in lane with my ripple of impact and what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. And what if I did that instead of trying to build things and put all my energy into things that exhaust me? Yeah. I'm trying to build it and I'm testing all these things. What if I just did what felt right? Mm-hmm. What if I woke up every day and said, what's my ripple of impact today? Who am I making my greatest ripple on? What is it that you're calling me to do? And I don't know who I'm talking to. It could be God. It could be the universe, but it could be angels. <laughs> it could be yeah. my soul. Yeah. Um, yeah. It could be any and all. And I don't mind which because, yeah. you know, it's really guided me. And, and I set out 
to build the world's largest and most valuable brand building resource for entrepreneurs of purpose-driven businesses. And I did it all for free. And I just went out there and I drove it and I drove it uh, just to help small business owners to, to take control and the power of their own brand. And then things like Canva came out, making it really easy for small businesses to, to even control their own design. Yes. And Anchor yeah. came out making it possible for small business owners to create their own podcasts. And YouTube was there, making it possible for uh, small businesses to have a voice and to have a say and to be able to get their brand out and make that ripple of impact. But knowing what that ripple was, was the biggest challenge that I could see. Mm. And so that's the mission that I set out on. And because I just went out with such a massive spirit of generosity, I had no idea what the impact of that would be. And within 12 weeks, just 12 weeks of starting with the idea to 12 weeks later, um, I'd gone from 473 million in the Google search rankings to number three at the top of page of Google because I was posting a blog article every day with tools and resources in it. And because of that, then I was starting to have people reach out to me because everybody was finding me at the top of Google for the word brand and brand strategy. So they then started to reach out to me. And so I started to get media interviews and the BBC reached out to me and then Forbes magazine reached out to me. And then people around the world started reaching out. Can you come and speak at this event? Then I started to get calls about featuring on documentaries. And then I got calls about being in books. And I, I mean, it was just wild. And so I ended up on this massive journey with £18,000 a month coming in every month just from people saying to me, Sammy, I love what you're doing. How can you teach me to do what you're doing? I can't yeah. afford to take you on one-to-one. -one. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm not doing one-to-one -one anymore. I'm never, I'm yeah. not doing that again. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to make a bigger ripple of impacts. If I'm going to do that, then I have to stay in lane. And so I started teaching other people how to do it. And within a few weeks, people were getting outstanding results, like media opportunities on television in other countries. And and it was really exciting. And I got caught up in this wave. Yeah. And next thing I know I'm flying all over the world. And then Brand Builders Club is launched in 2017 off the back of a 30-day challenge that I ran for free. I took no email addresses, no names or anything. I just did it with a spirit of generosity. And we went from 732 members in the Facebook group to over 3,500 in 30 days. It, everything I was doing, because it was with that spirit of generosity, yes. was just going crazy and people were approaching me I didn't have to do any selling people were asking me how mm. how how they could work with me and that's when I set up the mastermind um and then of course that that's what we do now every day and in my yeah. experience I just feel that if we can show up in the spirit of generosity the minute you start focus on the money yes the minute you lose yourself and you get Absolutely. out of flow, yeah and I think the minute that you step into service and contribution and that spirit of generosity, mm. your soul goes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like she's doing it. And, um, and, and your soul is celebrating with you all the way and other people are celebrating with you all the way. Mm. And those people that are celebrating with you, cause they know you're a good person. They know you're doing it for the right reasons. And they know you're doing the right thing. They then are part of the things that you start. And I'm feel very blessed because when I decided to launch the mastermind, I said, guys, you know, I, I don't think it's enough to have a coach once a month because you see that person once a month. And then in the next hour, you can go out and start doing things very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can have a, something happen in the family and it throws you yeah. off track and then you're scrabbling the night before your next coaching session to yeah. catch up. And you get That's what most people's experiences. Space. 
probably is. That's probably what yeah. they're used to. Just well, that's what <laughs> happening with me, and I, I'd get myself into such a state, and I think, what's the yeah. point of investing in this? And so I said, we're going to go live every day. And so I started to go live every morning at seven and it was really interesting. I said, um, you know, come and join me at seven and we'll start masterminding. And one of my members very early on, this was about a year and a half ago, she had something come up for her and I don't know what made me do it. I have no idea what made me do it, but I said, okay, I feel like there's something coming through for you. Would you be willing for us to just close our eyes and is everyone okay with that? And they said, yeah. And so I closed my eyes and I I just downloaded this guided visualization that, that everybody obviously took part in. And 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 it really helped her to heal. Mm. Of course, I was thinking healing, I've got to be hands-on because that was what my grandma did. I'm not, I'm not a healer. Why do you keep telling me I'm a healer? And then all of a sudden through the power of my words and these visualizations that started to tune through me, well, by the end of that one, they went, what the hell just happened? You've got to do that again. <laughs> I said, all right, I'll come back tomorrow. So seven o'clock the next morning, we did it. And I tuned, channeled again. And then the next morning and the next morning. And that became what is now 365 days of impact. And every single morning um, we show up at 7 a.m. in the morning and um, and then I had clients that started to join in from Canada and Australia and America. And so we said, you know, it's not fair on them being up at like two o'clock in the morning. Good morning. My my championship of people <laughs> is you're not going to burn out as you're doing what you're doing. And so we then put another call in at three o'clock in the afternoons. Right. Um, and um, and then it kind of evolved itself. So again, you know, when you when you start getting on purpose, the purpose finds you. I would just mm. say for anybody that's listening in, like, don't try to find the purpose. Don't work too hard. Yes, make steps in, in a direction of something because it doesn't matter what yeah. direction you're going in as long as you're moving. And as you're moving, it will find you. And so the way the calls have kind of worked themselves out is mornings are visualization working on you building you as the leader and as the you know like I was so lonely in my business and and I don't want anyone to be lonely or lost or vulnerable mm. or burned out or stressed if they're experiencing that I want to be a part of releasing that in the morning so they create a brand new day of opportunities so mm. we did that and then the afternoons is now brainstorming every day at three we have people from around the world they all jump on and yeah that's where I get to keep my feet on the ground because they ask me questions that I've forgotten about in business. And yes. I'll say, you can do this. And so, so it's brilliant. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I've created over a thousand mini courses and masterclasses, tools and resources. Mm. Anytime my members say, have you got something that does this? If I haven't got it, I make it for them. And then it's available to everybody. Yeah. So for me, it's, it is about bringing that spirit of generosity into your business. And when you do that, that's when you create a business mm. with song. I'm yeah. sorry, that was a very long way of describing no, it. That was phenomenal. I think you know, the the story and, and how you explain it is is so key for people to really, you know, resonate. And, you know, I think when I was listening to you, I was thinking there's a, a, a big part of what you're doing is working through the intention of, you know, being of service or helping people or healing or whatever it is, you know, it's kind of that intention. And I really think when you're coming from that place and you're quite pure hearted with it, like you say, you don't get into the calculation stuff and that kind of just works itself out as you go is a different way of what probably traditionally 
business owners have been taught to do. Definitely. And and, and you have to keep reevaluating, you know, it's Absolutely, like, yeah. um, it's so easy to get carried away when yes. things are going really well. Yeah. Uh, but you, you know, I always have to check in with myself and, you know, delivering the mornings for them as the things are coming through my mouth. Mm. Um, it's all, it, the messages are always for me as well. Yeah. And, um, you <laughs> it's know, funny that channeling kind of works a bit like <laughs> I'm the same. I'm like, oh, can, yeah, I can take something from that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, back in 2000, uh, 2019, um, we were running up to 34 big events every month, masterminding events, live, physical, in-person, three parts of Holland, Bali, uh, Australia. We went into Brisbane. We went into Atlanta, New York, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, um, London, Southend, Manchester. Like we were all over. Right all over the world and I had an amazing team that had grown up through my program and then they wanted to be part of the ripple for other people so they started to build that physically into their own uh, physical cities and so my husband and I were traveling all the time we were never at home mm. and whilst when I had that company and I never ever could even get away from the phone now I had the opposite problem when I was thinking oh I wish I could just travel now we were traveling too much and so the balance had gone the other way right and we were at home for only six weeks in total the whole of 2019 and that was in flying home you know we'd land at Manchester airport one of the kids would pick us up we'd shove everything in the washing machine take the yes. kids out in a catch up with them come back you know if we were lucky we had a day at home before we'd then be the kids would be driving us back to the airport uh, and then we'd be off somewhere else and so that was that six weeks was in one or two days at a time yeah. and it was a relentless schedule we were always launching and opening things yeah. and 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 I loved it cuz I love people I thrive on being around people that's a, a beautiful yeah. end for me and um and so so that was a, a big deal and then we got to the point where we just said god you know we love all this travel but how can we travel and be at home at the same time and again mm -hmm. that started to shift the thinking around well how could we do that mm -hmm. and um and we're pretty instant we don't hang around on decisions we were walking along we were actually doing a charity walk for a friend who had passed away from cancer we were raising money for the Macmillan nurses over in France and as we were walking along Greg said to me well I've been thinking about um a, a camper van or you know a motorhome what if we did that you know then we could travel and we could be at home and the dogs could come with us and we could go and have some adventures and I said well I like the idea of that but I don't like being on the road and we're walking along a canal at this point and he said well what about a boat and and I just stopped dead in my tracks and I said, <laughs> I've got a picture on my vision board that Nikki Valentine oh. was there. She saw that vision board where next to where Tony Robbins was stood is a picture of a border collie on the front of a canal boat who's obviously soaking wet, been in swimming, been in, yeah, tongue's yeah. hanging out, it's living its best life. And when I cut <laughs> that picture out and stuck that on my board, I said, that's the life I want. I said, I've always, I've, I've got the border collie, but I never got the boat. I've always wanted a boat. And he said, well, let, let's have a look then. That afternoon, we were in France at the time. And that afternoon, um, we saw this boat and, uh, and, I, and I showed Greg and he went, that's not a boat. I said, I've already been through that because it looked like a blooming seven star hotel on this. But I didn't realize that boats <laughs> looked like this. And um, I thought they were old shabby wooden things. I didn't realize <laughs> you could get like, you know, they can look, yeah, 12 foot 
you know, wide and, um, and that, you know, they were made, made of steel. I didn't realize that. I thought they were made of wood. And so my perception was totally out. And we saw this boat. We, we flew into East Midlands because the boat was based in, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the, there's a, it's just outside of Loughborough. Right. And we never, ever flew into this airport at East Midlands. But this time we just happened to be flying into East Midlands and the boat was 20 minutes away from East Midlands Airport. So it was like, oh, too many things are lining up here. Mm. We stood on this boat and went, this is it. Bought it pretty much immediately. And uh, all our friends were saying, but you get travel sick. What the hell are you doing buying a bloody <laughs> boat? And we said, well, you know, if we don't like it, then we can always rent it out. <laughs> <laughs> we just make these decisions, you know, and I think that's also another thing that's beautiful about my husband um, is that he he's so supportive and he's also very spontaneous like me. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the things I really learned in business, that when you do follow your gut instinct, you don't need to hang around on decisions. You don't have to think about, is this the right thing? Is it, is it the wrong thing? Because any any decision you make is always going to make move you further. And so that's, that's a really good always be. That's a really good point, Sammy, because I think a lot of people get stuck, you know, because you, you, I know I have in the past, you have an idea and then you think, yeah, then you get lost in the how you get lost in the, what do I do to, you know, and then you, then you, then the inner critic stuff comes in and it's like, oh, it won't work. And all this, you know, you can get really stuck in the, yeah, the, 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 one of the times that I just did it was, it was the end of um, 2021. December 2021, and I got this downloads about 2022 is about community, unity, connection. You need yeah. to do something. And I just started to set up this spiritual development group, and I had an idea of topics for the first four weeks, and that was it, and I just did it. Mm-hmm. And it's still going now. It's evolving. And like you say, things evolve when you when you do stuff. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, honestly, it was one of the best decisions I ever made because, you know, we've got this lovely soul tribe. And that was one of those things where, fortunately, it didn't get in my head. I just yeah, just did it. And I think a lot of people do struggle in business because you think you've got to have this massive plan and you've got to work out all the finer details. And, and I'm yeah. not saying you don't have to have some sort of structural plan, but but not use it <laughs> not use it to get stuck behind you know yeah I love that saying that um you plan and God laughs because um, <laughs> I think that's that's about your soul you plan and your soul laughs <laughs> yeah your soul's yeah, got other what, ideas what you thought you were doing today yeah, um, yeah. and you, you know I just think that there's things that I've wanted that I haven't rewarded myself with or I haven't given to myself because I thought if when I'm successful and I still have it now I still have this thing where you know if when I'm successful we'll go and do this spa day and I'm still caught in that so there's a voice in there somewhere that's still yeah like I say you know I don't know that it ever goes away but you know my husband and I um not the weekend just gone the weekend before we had some friends over they live on a boat just uh five boats down from us and they came over and we it was my husband's birthday and we you know we had a really good night and um they were saying oh we've joined the gym and and we're saying oh yeah we 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 don't really like our gym so we don't go very much and we're looking for somewhere else to go and uh, and she said oh well what about ours we've got a really nice spa and everything with it and I said oh spa I said I've seen this absolutely gorgeous hotel called Horcross Hotel it I said I'm sure it's quite close to here 
Um, and I've seen this hotel and I've wanted to go for mm-hmm. years to this, mm-hmm. this spa hotel and treat myself to a spa day. And she said, that's only 20 minutes away from here. And I went, you're kidding me. She said, no. And I said, I've actually put that on my vision board. I took pictures of it. And that's and that's, that's where I want to be going to the gym. I don't want to be going to some cheap ass gym up the road or some leisure center. I want to be rewarding myself yeah. and rewarding my spirit for the work yeah. that I put out to the world. I want to I want to go somewhere really nice. And mm. she says, oh, well, why don't you reward yourself? Because it's blooming £2,000 to join just to be a member of it. And she said, you've got the money. Why aren't you doing it? And that moment was like, bing. And I thought to myself, why aren't I doing it? Yeah. Well, literally the next day, I booked for Greg and I to go and do a Twilight Spa. We became members instantly. Both of us signed up the next day. And you just think, like, why don't we reward ourselves? Because mm. our soul is constantly yeah. giving us these little prompts. And why would my soul put that? image in front of me if it didn't want me to enjoy it why would exactly in front of people if it didn't want me to invest in them and grow myself and I mean that's what you just said about there's so many times that you've talked yourself out of it I recognize that in a lot of my members when you know they're they're in momentum and at first it's really exciting because um, I talk about this on I've got a one year no fear podcast as well, which is a, a brand visibility program. Just going out there, being visible, being seen because your tribe needs you and they can't find you if you're invisible. So I mean, that one line there, <laughs> I think I think I read that on your website and it and it did land with me. And I thought, I know that's something I personally I'm owning. This is for me have to work on because they've been telling me this for a long time. And, you know, and I've just been hiding. And I think my hiding is sort of probably my go-to because it, it's what I had to do to survive my childhood. But yeah. it's, it's kind of like, I know I don't need to do that now because the conditions are different. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still this, there's still this slight reluctance and it and it's really present, you know, it's, and so when you, when you put that, that and when I was reading that on your website and obviously you've literally just said it, I took that as a sign. I took that as a sign <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to listen to what Sammy's saying here. I'm going to yeah. be more visible. And and I think that there's something that particularly in my, in the spiritual world, if you're a healer, if you, you know, if you're doing this sort of work for some people, it almost feels like it's not part of what they thought that they needed to do to do this work. Mm. It almost feels like a different thing. Oh no, I, yeah. I'm in the background. I'm just, putting my hands on this person and we're talking you know and it's what I need to be out on video or you know talking or but it's it is both isn't it now it's it is really about because when you said it's about if the people don't know you exist how can you help them that's the part that really landed with me yeah well they 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 can't because she's right they're waking up in pain and fear and discomfort and all of their childhood traumas that have manifested into physical debilitations and paralyzations of their spirit and their soul and their physical bodies you know each and every one of you that are listening to this has the power to get up in the morning and start serving and change that for people and so if you can then surely you must and if they can't find you then for every day that they're not finding you Mm. then that's another day that they're in pain and so you're actually keeping them in pain by not being visible Mm. and and I think that you know I was going to say on the one year no fear podcast 
Um, if you go and find uh, one of the episodes that I created recently called The Five Cycles of Change, it's not mm -hmm. my model. It's a model that I, I talk about and I share where to go to get the website and stuff like that if you want to go and look into it more. Yeah. But um, I think that's what happens is at first we, we're all excited. That first cycle of change is you're really excited. I've had an idea. Oh, I know, one drop movement. I could create this massive movement. I can do this, you know, and you're really excited. And then you go into cycle two where you now are starting to learn all the things that you need to do, like as a healer. Yeah, I'm excited. I can lay my hands on people. I can change people's lives. Woohoo! Oh, damn, I've got to do marketing. <laughs> right? So you're now starting to become aware of all the things that you need to do if you really want to go help people. And then you hit that cycle three, which is what they call the valley of despair. That's when you're like, why did I get into this in the first place? What am I doing? Like, no, this isn't for me. This is too hard. The universe obviously doesn't want me to have it. It's making things too hard. No, it's just freaking testing you how much you want this thing. And, mm -hmm. and people start to give up at cycle three and then they go back to comfort and then they get dis uncomfortable mm -hmm. in the discomfort of their life. And then they go back and then they start something new. They hit the cycle of three and then they go and back and they bounce back and yo-yo until they yeah. actually say I am going to do this when you get through to cycle four is where you go oh, I can see a little light at the end of the tunnel okay this is starting to become worth it cycle five you're celebrating and you're like yes that's yeah. why I'm here and I think a lot yes. of us went through yeah, up to three <laughs> and then back again do you know just as you were saying just as you got to cycle five because I, I know some people that are listening know this but I see orbs and just as you got to oh, cycle yeah. five, I just saw a massive orb on the screen looking at your lovely face. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And and again, that was... But, you know, when wow. you were talking, when you get to cycle three, um, so we have I have a couple of friends and and we have this sort of running joke where, people, where they'll say, <laughs> I'm just going to go and work for Tesco or just something <laughs> where they're just, you know, they've got to that point where they've had yeah. enough. And, um, and I... I'm not thankfully at that point but I have been in the past I've yeah. definitely been in the past where I've thought what the rig am I doing um <laughs> but um uh, but I can sort of see past that now I don't quite know in terms of those five cycles where I'm definitely see the light at the end of the tunnel and I definitely feel like I'm being guided and led yeah. and like you say whether that's my higher self whether that's my soul whether that's the angels whether that's God it all the or whether it's all of them, you know, there's definitely that. And I can feel this shift, this change, this ascension process that's happening. We're coming out of the old paradigms into the new. Um, I can sort of see my place in that. But I think that that frustration, that kind of running up against that brick wall, knocking yourself out, coming up with a yeah. new plan. Well, because we get in our human way. And, and yeah. when you look at the psychology of that, nothing's actually changed. You're still the person that you were. Yeah. You're still perfectly yeah. capable of doing this thing. The excitement and everything is still there. And yeah. I mean, it's about a 45 minute session that I did on the, the one year no fear uh, five cycles of change so right. I just covered that in a couple of minutes if you want to really go deep yes. into it you'll really recognize yeah. where you are and um, I'll put the link we... I'll put the link yeah. in the show notes for people oh, for that episode and then they can yeah because yeah, I think that you know if that piques people's interest they can then get a bit yeah. more information and on that um yeah. <clears throat> or Sammy like we could just <laughs> yeah talk all day <laughs> I know <laughs> and I'm sure we will because you're only down the road from me where we're moored up at the moment <laughs> I know. it's brilliant it's brilliant I mean to think that I met you on an international you know women's it was for the divine feminine wasn't it 
Um, it was, yeah. Zoom and my friend invited me to come who um, is currently living out in the Emirates and we went to uni together in Derby and that's how and we just ended up, me and you, we just ended up in that um, when they split the rooms off, didn't they? And yeah. Zoom, we were in the same yeah. room all the time and then it came out that I literally live a few miles away from you. <laughs> so, <laughs> hang on. Is this the universe doing stuff Too again? Much divine intervention there. <laughs> I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, um, you know, when you get in your human way, it's easy to talk yourself out of things. But when your soul speaks, mm. your business listens. Oh, I love that. That's a nice, that's a nice little, yeah, way to end, I think, this <laughs> podcast. And um, and I think that for, for people listening, you know, having that concept in their mind, particularly if people are feeling... Um, frustrated or or stuck or can't see the bigger picture I think what your perspective particularly with your one drop and this ripple movement is trying to think about that ripple because you know as as if you if you've got a good heart you're trying to do the right thing you want to leave the world in a better place you want to make a difference sometimes you do but you don't see you it doesn't come back to you that person that you might have changed their life Sometimes they'll say something, but sometimes they won't. Sometimes they don't even realize it was you that did it. And it's just being conscious, isn't it, that you absolutely, as a human being, have that power to make you those. Do. You, you have no idea. You have no idea of the power. Um, we run Ripple Fest at the end of every month. So at the time of talking here now, I'm running a three day uh, of what three workshops. And so we run workshops at the end of every month. And the lady that I've got on tonight, um, she you know you just never know the impact when I was interviewing her last year I think it was and she shared with me Sammy this whole one drop you were doing this a long time ago like you this isn't just something that you started a couple of years ago Mm. she said I remember back in 2011 when I was going through a really hard time and, and we were at an event together me investing in myself and she was actually one of the coaches that was at this thing and she was going through a really hard time physically emotionally mentally she was in an abusive relationship and I didn't know a fraction of the stuff that I knew that I know now but I know how to love really well <laughs> and I'm really good at, at, at hugs I'm very good at hugs and so <laughs> you know i and actually, it's really interesting when you join the dots going backwards. Um, my mum likes to buy experiences as opposed to presents. So if right. she can buy an experience, then we'll go and do an experience together. And a, a few weeks before we were at this event, she'd um, taken me for my birthday to do glass fusing. And so we'd made all of this glass, uh, glass fused jewellery. And one of the things that I turned this beautiful, it was like... Um, it's dichroic glass, so it was almost like a peacock, metallic colours and the blue and mm. the orange, and it had all the colours in it. It's like a rainbow. Absolutely stunning. And um, I was really pleased with it. I was really impressed with myself. So I turned it into a ring, and I was wearing this ring at that event. And um, and, and anyway, we're in the bar after all the, the training has, has happened, and um, you know, there's a lot of conversations happening in the bar afterwards, isn't there? And she was sitting down, and she was just opening up to me. And... Um, and I said to her, I took the ring off my finger because I'd noticed that she'd kept looking at it. I took the ring off and I placed it on her finger and I said, I want you to know every time you look at this ring, you are so loved more than you ever, ever could know. And that whatever's happening right now, it's temporary. It's not permanent. It's temporary. You can do this and you're so loved. Just remember how loved you are. And 
I have no recollection of doing that. It is the kind of thing that I would do, but I have no recollection of it. Wow. And then when I was interviewing her, I think it was last year for the Ripple Makers show, um, she said to me, you have no idea. You, you've been doing this a long time. She said, back in 2011, I found myself stood with my toes over the edge of the platform in the underground in London waiting for the train to come so that I could walk in front of it. And she said, I oh, still got goosebumps now. Um, and she said, I was waiting. I was waiting and waiting and the train had been delayed <laughs> and I was waiting. And she said, and I just happened to touch, brush my hand with my other hand. And I felt the ring. She was wearing the ring. Gosh. And she looked down and she saw the ring and she stepped. Stepped away from the platform. Oh, my. God. And that for me is, you know, and I didn't even know that me just happening to interview her last year. And you, you know, didn't. Nine, ten years later. Wow. No clue about that. And and yet, you know, you've made that impact. So for me, if you can, you must. Mm -hmm. And if you have something in you that could be a ripple in someone else's life. You don't need to know the impact you're making. Don't get attached to the impact. Don't get attached to the likes and exactly. shares. Yeah. Don't get attached to any of that because it means nothing anyway. It's just vanity. Get attached to the fact that you're making a ripple. You're making a wave in yeah. somebody's life. You. Yeah. Someone said to me once, you'll only ever know of around 1% of the impact that you'll ever make. I and think so that's true. That yeah. proves, you know, I've got videos that have no views on. Yeah, I've been at an event and someone said, oh, I loved your video on such and such. And I'm like, what? That had no views on it. Yeah. So you can get attached to, as I said earlier, you can get attached to visibility. You mm. can say, well, I'm going to do this because I'm going to get visible. Or you can do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So don't see it as I've got to market my business. Oh, I've yeah. got to do all this. I've got to get customers. I've got to find people that I can yeah. heal. If you start showing up, the people that need healing will find you. Yeah. And it, it, that's so beautifully put. It's just that subtle shift, isn't it? That intention. And what, just what a difference though. I mean, having that come back those years later, I can understand why you're emotional. I mean, I'm emotional and I'm hearing this story for the first time. I've got nothing to do with this lady, but wow. Wow. Yeah, and she's coming back tonight to pay it forward to other Ripple makers. Oh, amazing. Investing in Ripple Fest to go through the three-day program this no. week. Sammy, I just, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast and sharing. I mean, I think people's minds are going to be, I think they're going to be fascinated by your story, inspired by your shares and knowledge and, you know, very much heartfelt, you know, from your, what you've, ex, you've ex, experienced and you've shared with us because it's, it really does bring home if you're in the right place doing things for the right reasons the rest kind of takes care of itself. The right time takes care of itself. Yeah. Don't get lost in the details, isn't it? No, the more you, it's like you just said, you know, we can, we can, you know, heal somebody and never hear about it, or you can give someone something and then you're always looking for, well, when are they going to give it back? Or, you know, and it, that to me is just such a depletion of mm. energy, of really good energy because you know, the universe, the law of attraction, I mean, mm -hmm. we've written the law of brand attraction is one of my other businesses. We haven't even talked about that, the law of brand attraction. Um, 
where you know i've partnered with people from the secret to bring the law of brand attraction out to the world and we're running law of brand attraction retreat out in vegas this year i mean there's so much that's happening you know yes. and it, like it yes. all is coming to me i'm not having to go and search for it and i think when you get into that that law of attraction vibe and which you all are i'm sure and when you when you realize and recognize that this isn't just spirit this is science yeah what goes up must come down yeah what goes out must come back yes. so whatever you put out yeah even if you put it in the direction of one person yeah it must come back to you from the 20th person absolutely you have no idea but just understand and expect mm. that it will always come back to you yeah and it's that unconditional giving isn't it because like you were saying if you give something and you're expecting something back that's called that's conditional that's not unconditional. Yeah. You have to do it really from that place of, of grace, you know, and, and just yeah. be in that heart space when you're doing it and helping out your fellow sisters or sometimes brothers. But, you know, just being a, you know, cheering somebody on, championing somebody on, not getting lost in the comparisons. And, you know, this is yeah. where we're heading. I feel this is where we're heading and we're getting towards this unity consciousness. And I just, so too. I just, yeah, I can't thank you enough for, coming on our show and sharing some of this with the listeners it's been awesome thank you so much when you said what do you want to talk about like, uh, uh, there's just yeah. so many <laughs> i think we've done pretty well cramming in you know but but in such a, An hour such a lovely hour. yeah i'm sure people listening have, have enjoyed yeah this episode thank you oh, sammy thank you so much for inviting me i've loved it uh really what a beautiful celebration of my grandma's birthday the sun is shining i know she's, she's top of the boat right now she's just glowing she's making herself her presence known isn't she she's she totally is i think it's that that you know the feeling proud of you carrying on that flame that healing flame and finding your own way of doing it you know yeah it feels that that's yeah that's yeah. true yeah, because, yeah, you know, when you think that it's one thing and it turns out to be another, you can be so busy looking for the thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah. went to classes. I was like, how, yeah. do I, how do I lay my hands on? Can I really do this? Yeah. And I started to do it and people were saying it was working. I was like, oh, this doesn't feel like it's me. Mm. This isn't for me. But, you know, when you when you realize that actually just the power of your words can be healing enough, Absolutely. even every one of you has a story. Mm. Isn't it time? that you got that story out because if not now when and if not you who yeah perfect thank you sammy i love that <laughs> thanks for listening so if you would like to connect to us elsewhere in the multiverse well you can you can find me sally at thecreativeview.co.uk or on instagram as the.creative.u for Sibby, her website is healingrights.com and she's also on Instagram as Sibby Rights. Lots of love. See you soon.